Welcome back, everybody. I want to welcome you back to Real Life Random Thoughts, where I talk about my real life random thoughts. Um, I want to first apologize to my listeners about last week's episode and not putting a trigger warning in there about child molestation. So my apologies about that. I got a couple of a few people um, inboxed me or actually talked to me and told me that that was something that just kind of like went blew them over because they didn't they never knew that about me. Um, That is something that I've kept to myself. Like I stated, I just came to be true to myself in therapy about what actually happened to me. So that's basically why a lot of people never knew about this. Um, but yeah, I do want to apologize for that. Um, I also want to put it out there to my listeners. Um, my podcast is unscripted and it is unedited. So it's going to come out the way it's meant to come out. Um, I don't go back and change anything. I don't go back and reword anything. I'm not a lot of times politically politically correct um and when i say things or refer to different religions or people and their ethnic backgrounds so it is what it is it is unscripted it is unedited and if you know me in real life you know my mouth is reckless i am not that friend or that family member you put on speakerphone because i will say something that's gonna embarrass you because I'm not embarrassed on what I say. I say what I say. I mean what I say. I say I said what I said. It is what it is. But I do apologize for not putting that trigger warning in there for you guys. Um, also, don't listen to me at work out in the open. You'll get fired listening to me. Um, I don't I don't want to do that. So put me in your earbuds. Um, if you're not as open and honest as I am with your kids, don't listen to me around your little children. 18 and over. If but if your children know me, if I'm Aunt TD, if I'm TT, they know. They already know my mouth. So yeah, be careful how you listen to this podcast. Um also I want to give a big shout out, a big thanks to my 15 followers on Spotify. Thank you guys. I appreciate the follow. Um, please follow me. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Like, follow. Um, I don't have a subscribe button because I, I don't have enough listeners yet. But just like, follow, share. Share with your family. Share with your friends. Share with your enemy. I don't care. Just get me out there. Um, I'm just having a good time being me. Um, and again, I do um, want to thank you all for following me. Um, I'm trying to put my podcast on Google Podcasts. I am having some issues with that. I'm also working on getting me um, some equipment. I am honestly doing everything from my phone. From my phone. I don't have a laptop. I don't have a microphone. I don't have headsets. I'm doing all of this from my phone. So I'm working on that so I can make this more than what it is to make it more entertaining, put it out to other places where it can be listened to. Um, I also want to put it out there at the end of this podcast, I will be promoting a small black business. I've put it on my Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, I'm going to be promoting black business, small black businesses at the end of all of my podcasts starting today. Um, just to get them out there, give them their accolades, give them some shout outs, give them some extra businesses. I know I have listeners here in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, Chicago. Thank you, Melissa, for listening out in Chicago. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna get it out there. So if you know any small black business owners that needs a shout out, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for free. I'm not asking to be paid for this. I'm just doing it just to help people out. Just like I want y'all to share my podcast to help me out. So yeah, I just want to do that. So I will be shouting out a black owned, a small black owned business at the end of this, um, podcast today. So I want to get started. I 
was going to introduce you guys, as you know, I have five personalities. I was going to introduce you guys to LaToya. LaToya is my travel personality. But when I tell y'all, I have fought with this decision to talk about my travel journeys. I fought about it. Um, I really ain't got my thoughts together with it yet. But another idea came to me. I want to talk about friendships today. My random thoughts about friendships. So, um, y'all know I got five personalities. My first podcast, you got to speak to Titi. You know, she the little ratchet one that will, you know, we gonna fight. Um, Last week, y'all got to speak to Saskatchewan. You know, that's just a little freak inside of me or whatever. Um, As I stated, LaToya is my travel personality, but I just couldn't get my thoughts together with her today. So, I'm just gonna be me. I'm going to be Rhonda, and I'm going to talk about my random thoughts about friendships. I, in the past year, have lost two very dear friends of mine. Um, I, I, and I take my friendships very seriously. I am very loyal. I am very dedicated. I am very hands-on with my friendships. Um, My longest friendship, and she loves to say, we ain't friends, we cousins. Nah, you my friend. You my best friend. Um, Everybody knows Brittany. Brittany is my cousin. She's my first cousin. Our moms are sisters. But she's also my friend. She's also my sister. She's also that one person... It's a couple of people who can do this, but she's one of them that can just tell me, you wrong. And I would sit there and I would listen to her. I don't try to ignore her or try to prove myself to her. I don't have to prove myself to her. She knows who I am. We are first cousins. We are six months apart. We are from, like BMF say, we from the womb to the tomb. Um, we've been together since the day we were, were little. Um, our mamas were pregnant. Like I say, she's six months older than me. She was born in January. I was born in June. But you know that's 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 my friend. She don't she love to say she my cousin, but no girl, you my best friend. You my best friend. And you just going to have to accept that you are my cousin and we also laugh cuz I tell everybody I ain't got but one cousin and that's Brittany. So we laugh about that when she be like, "Let me tell you, that's your cousin." That's your cousin. Uh-uh. You my cousin, but that's your cousin. But yeah, that's my best friend, that's my cousin, that's my sister, that's the godmother of my kids. Like, that's my best friend. Um, We have, I think, like, we're 42. And I think we've only fell out twice in our 42 years. We fell out twice. The first time, it was was my fault. We were teenagers, and I did wreck her car. after a friend had wrecked our, her car, I wrecked it as well and total lost it. So, you know, that was kind of my fault. Um, being a teenager, being stupid, you know, I did that. I kind of broke our relationship right there. But um, she was the first person I told when I was in high school that I was pregnant. She was the only person who knew for a minute. She was the only person who knew for a minute. And... um when I realized I was in labor, she was the first person I called. And <laughs> when I called her, I, I still remember that day. My baby finna be 25. I still remember that night I called her. It was a Friday night. She was getting ready to go to the football game. I called her. I was like, Britt, I think I'm in labor. She was like, what you want me to do? So, yeah, I mean, that's my best friend. Like I say, 42 years strong. Um, we fell out again, I think, back in like 2009 or 10. And we didn't talk for like a year or two. And I was miserable. I can't speak for her, but I was miserable. But yeah, we we we've all we fell out over something stupid then too. So, you know, but that is my best friend. Um, everybody know she better not call me crying. I don't care if I got a quarter of tank gas. I'm 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 gonna get to her. She better not call me crying. She better not call me upset. I'ma get to her. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's my best friend. So, you know, that friendship is solid. Like, I feel like I can talk to her about anything. I can cry in front of her. Now, she's one of the very few people who have actually seen me cry. 
Um, she know a lot about me. Um, yeah, that's my best friend. That is a friendship that will not end. Like I said, from the womb to the tomb, I don't give a darn. Ain't, that ain't ending. Can't nobody turn me against her. Um, so you can try. People have tried, but I'm not turning my back on my on my cousin, on my best friend. I'm not. I will never. Like that's my girl. That's my ace boom coon. That's my a one from day one. So yeah, that that's my absolute best friend right there. Um, my second best friend is the longest relationship I've ever had with a man. And it's a man. And that's Tyrone. Me and Tyrone have been best friends since I was 11 and he was 12. Now, we did start off as some little puppy love, girlfriend, boyfriend stuff. But like I say, I was 11. He was 12. Um, He was actually my first kiss. But honestly, me and Tyrone have never done anything beyond that. Like, that is my best friend. That's been my best friend for 31 years. And... He's had relationships and the women ain't really accepted it. Like, how can that be your best friend? Like, he's the godfather of my firstborn child. I'm the godmother of his daughter. Like, women don't understand that, yes, men and women can be best friends. And that's my best friend. And we talk, like, I talk to him like I'm talking to one of the girls. He talked to me like he talking to one of the guys. We have shared stories, sexual, I mean, and people listen to our conversations sometimes and be like, that's more than your friend. No, it's not. That's my best friend. That's my brother. I have two birth brothers, but that's my brother. Like, you ain't going to mess with him. I'm not going to let no woman treat him no kind of in a way because he's had to call me off a couple of women because I won't fight for myself, but I'll fight for him. I probably won't fight for myself, but I'll fight for him. Like, that's my best friend. I cherish that friendship. Ain't no man ever came in my life that can destroy that. I have had two guys that literally looked at me and have said him or me, and I've chose him. And I will always choose him. And that's to, to like, you're not finna stop that. Like, if, I, if I'm down and out, I can call him. If he down and out, he can call me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to always be there for him, too. Just like my cousin Brittany. I'm going to always be there. Nobody will get me to turn against them. Like, nothing. Nobody can get me to turn against them, too. Like, those are my best friends. And you can either accept it or not. But Tyrone not going nowhere. That's what I have to tell every man that I get in a relationship with. He ain't going nowhere. So, either accept it or we can stop talking now. Because he ain't going nowhere. And people can't accept it. And as far as his females friends or girlfriends his ex-wives that it took him a while to accept oh yeah she ain't going nowhere so either we accept it and be with him or we need to move on because she ain't going nowhere yeah ain't going nowhere i will take a step back because i am that friend that will make sure he puts his relationship before our friendship especially if he wants a future with that woman i am that friend i will step back but I will never completely be gone. And I just hope the woman that he is with now understands that that is my best friend. He can call me in the middle of the night and I will drop everything that I'm doing to be there for him. Same for me. If I need him, I know he'll drop it and come and be there for me. We're just best friends. It's strictly platonic. We talk shit. We talk shit about each other. Hell, we talk shit to each other about each other. I mean, that's just how we are. We just like, cause he'll tell me some stuff and I'm like, Ooh, you did that. Like, what the fuck? Where was I? You just not telling me this. Uh-uh. No, you didn't. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I don't believe you, Tyrone. Like we literally be laughing at each other, talking shit to each other. Like that is my best friend. And I love him to death. That is my brother. Like I say, if he needs anything, I will drop what I'm doing to be there by his side. He know this about me. And I know that about him. Um, I do have acquaintances. Those two are my friends. Like, I think I can tell them any and everything and it ain't going no further than me and them. Bottom line in a discussion. They know some of my deepest, darkest secret. They know some stuff that, honey, I'm surprised God still let me be alive for because they know some stuff about me. <laughs> But yeah, like those are my best friends, but I do cherish my friendships. Um, I'm a very loyal friend. Um, I do have a new friend that I have that I used to work with. Her name is Pam. 
I love Pam. When when I was when I was sick, um, a lot of people don't know this. Back in April, I had a head-on collision. Um, I was I worked for a company that um, take care of adults with autism and mental disabilities, and I was taking one of my guys to the doctor. Um, we made it to the doctor. What people don't understand is on the way to the doctor, we were almost in an accident. A car literally just did not look at their blind spot and they literally cut me off and almost sideswiped me from the front. But uh, luckily, I was driving for me and them and I stopped that accident from happening. <coughs> Fast forward, we went to his doctor's appointment. His, his sister was at the doctor's appointment. So his sister was like, well, I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him to lunch and I'll take him back to the day center. I was like, okay, cool. And I was leaving from the doctor's appointment here in Augusta. And um, I was on this road called Walton Way. If you live in Augusta, you know where Walton Way is coming from the medical district. I was right there by these apartments called the, the Bonaire Apartments. And it's a, it's a crazy curve right there by the Bonaire Apartments. But it's a four-lane road, you know, to leaving the medical district to coming back into the medical district. And um, the car that was in front of me, um, it was on the, I was on the side, closest to the sidewalk. He was in the other lane. And I seen him turn like he was turning into the lane that was going into the medical district because we was leaving out. When I seen him turn, I'm like, what this idiot turning for? Like, why is he turning into traffic? So, of course, I'm behind him, but in another lane, I'm slowing down. Well, he was turning because a car was coming straight for him from the other side, from the other lane, like going into the medical district. So the car actually sideswiped him and hit me head on. Um, I did black out. I think they say for like 20 or 30 seconds or so. Um, but the car hit me head on. I do remember the car coming towards me and the young man in the car. I seen the, the apple on the back of his phone. He was still on his phone like he was on a FaceTime or something. And he hit that, side swiped that car and hit me head on. But um, when I was in that accident, um, one of my guys, I had to take to a doctor appointment again. And I had his medicine in my bag and it was a narcotic. So I called her. I was like, Pam, I got his medicine on me. I need you to come get it and make sure he get to the doctor. I've been in a head-on collision. And she was like, okay. So I was also, side note, I was also on my Bluetooth in my car because everybody know in Georgia, we can't have our phones in our hands anymore. It's illegal. You literally can get pulled over for that. We have to have hands free. So I was on the Bluetooth in my car and I was talking to my boss. So he heard the whole accident. But when I got off the phone with him, I called Pam, let her know, come get his medicine, see if somebody can take him to his doctor's. Like, I just got hit head on. I'm trapped in my car, but I'm still thinking about my participant. Like, come get his medicine, come check, you know, get his stuff. But Pam, she came. That's all I had to do was call and tell her. She dropped everything. She's the director of the day center. She came, she, she came and got me. You know, she made sure I got my car um, cleaned out. You know, she got my guys and, you know, she she just made sure I was okay. And I appreciated that from her because I, I, I've talked to her. You know, we've laughed and talked and stuff like that. But, you know, she showed me what kind of person she was that day. Like, she was there for me, you know, because my daughter, she couldn't be there for me because she had just had my grandbaby. My grandbaby had just turned two weeks old that very day. So she had just had my grandbaby. She had a C-section. So I didn't expect her to like drop everything, pack her baby up and come and check on me. But Pam did. And then on after that, that was in April, back in July, I had COVID. And I didn't know what was wrong with me because me and Pam had that relationship. If she needed help at the day center with her route, only thing she had to do was ask, I'm there, you know. Same with me. If I needed anything, I asked Pam. She asked her staff if they could come to the house that I managed and they was there. So I was sick that day, but I was doing a route for Pam. And, you know, the next day I called her, I was, I was crying. I know I was crying because I was, I was that sick, y'all. And she was like, Rhonda, take a COVID test. You know, she convinced me to take a COVID test, and I had a test here at home, and I took it. And it was negative. But Pam, before she went to work that night, that morning, she came and brought me some soup and some orange juice. And, y'all, I ain't never had a friend do that. 
Like, I've been sick. Everybody know when I'm sick, I, I be left alone. I take care of myself. I don't bother nobody because I'm a angry. I'm a grumpy, sick person, y'all. I'm pitiful. Like, I don't need nobody around me. I just need to be sick in my own world and don't need to involve nobody else because I'm a mean, sick person. But Pam came. She dropped me off some soup, um, some Powerade. It was Powerade or Gatorade and some... um. Because I had been throwing up at everything. She had bought me some soup, the orange juice, and the Powerade. And I love her from that. And from that point, I really knew what kind of friend she was. Like, damn, she got my back. Like, she loves me. And when I was in my accident and needed to go to the doctors and stuff, Pam would come pick me up, make sure I got to work. She made sure I got to my doctor's appointments. Like, she helped me until I was able to get a rental car. And I know what kind of woman she is. So that is a dear friend to me, too. That is a friendship that I will cherish forever as well. And I want to thank you for that, Pam. Thank you for showing me it's still good people out there. Because when that happened after the COVID, like, I'm all my friends and family are in South Carolina, basically. And I'm here in Georgia by myself. So, you know, she has shown me that, you know, what type of woman she is, what type of friend she is. And I appreciate that from her. And, um, yeah, that is a dear friend to me as well. Um, I do have another, two other friends. Um, one had been my friend since 1999. We used to work at Taco Bell together in Greenwood, South Carolina. We worked at Taco Bell together. We were in college together. Um, we were always around each other, spending time together, getting to know each other, you know, um, and like friendships, you know, we kind of grew apart, went our separate ways. But, you know, a few years would pass, we'd find each other, we'd link back up. It's like nothing never stopped. A few more years would pass, we'd link back up. It's like nothing never stopped. You know, that's just how we were. And that was my girl, even though I know we could go years without talking, years without speaking, years without even knowing where the other one was. And I know the first time we had linked up when we stopped talking, we had found out we was both in Columbia. Like, girl, how you got in Columbia? Girl, how you got in Columbia? You know, and we linked back up and we rekindled our friendship and everything. And, you know, she, you know, I was in her wedding and everything. And our friendship drifted apart as well, because at that time she was starting her new marriage and my marriage was actually ending. And, you know, we were both in different places in life and I accept, you know, I'm a, I'm grown. I can accept that you and your friends are in different places in life and you have to, you know, move apart or whatever and, you know, get your distance and get your bearings about yourself, get yourself together before you can continue. You know, I know that, but, um, we had a friendship since 1999 and, um, it was a friendship that I cherished cause you know, we call each other Gemini twins cause her birthday is the day before mine. And, um, our friendship had to end last year. I I had to walk away from that friendship. I cried for a couple of days when I walked away from that friendship because I knew I would not go back to it. Um, we had went on a vacation together. A lot had transpired while we were trying to plan this vacation for our birthdays. We never spent our birthdays together. But this last year, we were going to spend our birthdays together. We were going to go on a trip. We went to the Dominican Republic. And, you know, a lot of things, like I stated, transpired during that um, trip and planning the trip and everything. A lot of things that I didn't agree with, a lot of things that I didn't like. But you know what? As my friend, it was both of our birthday trips. So to me, it was about both of us. To me, it was about both of us. But obviously to her and the people she invited, I didn't invite anybody on the trip. She invited people on our birthday trip. But to the people she invited on the trip... It was like I didn't, like it wasn't my birthday. Like I was just an added person that she invited to her birthday trip. But it was supposed to be our birthday trip. But um, it was the, what happened on the trip really wasn't worth ending the friendship. It was what happened at the last part of the trip that made me end the relationship. Um. So, like I said, we went to the Dominican Republic. Um, we Our flight got delayed tw- two or three times. I think it was two times. But our flight kept getting delayed. And if anybody been to the Dominican Republic, um, it's only so many flights that's going to come out of the Dominican Republic going back to the U.S., especially going back to Atlanta. So, you either go into Atlanta, Miami, or New York. Um, 
and our flight was going to Atlanta. And so they delayed it. And then we knew if they delayed it one more time that we were staying in the DR. Like all of us were staying in the DR. So when we, to start the trip, me, her, and her husband, we started the trip off just the three of us. Um, later on, uh, we, we went there on a Sunday. That Tuesday, two other friends had showed up of their friends showed up on the trip um, that I didn't know. Um, but once the trips, when they got there, it's just like I didn't exist. But like I stated, we had just rekindled our friendship like that January, February. You know, she had been tr- couple tripping with them for years. So, you know, I really didn't think too much of it. But on the way back, y'all, my passport got stolen. I had got through customs, through all the security checks and everything. And we were at um, the gate. But where we were, they had restaurants right there. So our flight, just because our plan, all five of us, our plan was we're going to eat when we got back to Atlanta. But our flight kept getting delayed. So we was like, okay, by the time we make it back to Atlanta, it's going to be like 10, 11 o'clock. We ain't going to really find nowhere to eat in Atlanta like that unless it's like McDonald's or something. So let's go ahead, eat in the airport. That way we ain't got to worry about them. We just get back to our cars and just get on back home. So, you know, they went somewhere else. I went to Pizza Hut because like I stated, I was kind of like the fifth wheel anyway, even though I was told I wouldn't be the fifth wheel. Y'all, I was the fifth wheel. Don't never go on a couple's trip with two couples and let somebody tell you, oh, it ain't going to be like that. It's going to be like that because y'all, I was the fifth wheel and it was supposed to be me and her trip, and then her husband came, and then he invited his cousin and his wife, and then his friend and his wife, but then, and his sister, and so it was just going to be a bunch of us, but then the sister had to back out, and then one of the couples band, backed out, so I was kind of like the fifth wheel, so whatever. That's neither here nor there. I, You know, I, I made me a good time by myself anyway, you know, even though... I didn't have a partner there with me. I, I I had to enjoy. I've learned, like I say, I've learned to enjoy myself in my company. So I was like, okay, I ain't even worried about that part. But when my when I realized my passport got stolen, we was about to board the flight, and they were finna leave me in the DR because they weren't finna let me board the flight, even though I didn't got through all the security checks. They didn't check my passport at this time like three or four different times. So I obviously had a passport to get to that point. And they all were finna board the flight and leave me in the Dominican Republic by myself. We was leaving on a Saturday. And they told me that I wouldn't be able to leave the Dominican Republic until probably Monday or Tuesday until the U.S. Embassy opened to give me a temporary passport to come back to the United States. And though, and I drove us to Atlanta to the airport. They wanted my keys to get my car when they land so they could get back home. And so if I was to come back Monday or Tuesday, I still was going to have to figure out how I was going to get home from Atlanta. So they were only concerned about themselves. They didn't even care that I was stuck, going to be stuck in the DR with no passport. The only, I did have my license and luckily my social security card on me, you know, so you could prove I was a U.S. citizen, but I did have my passport to get back into the United States. But they was going to leave me. But luckily it was, Shout out to the white people who know things because you always need them white people who know things. Shout out to the white people who know things that was going to be on, that was on that flight with us because one of somebody knew a Delta pilot and that Delta and they lived in California. They was from California. They knew a Delta pilot and that Delta pilot knew how to get in contact with U.S. Customs in Atlanta, Georgia. And they called him. And, honey, before that flight took off, Rhonda was on that plane without her passport because U.S. Customs was like, send her home. She is one of us. Send her home. And when I got back to Atlanta, honey, U.S. Customs greeted me and told me, welcome home. Let's get your passport situated. And I got greeted off that plane by U.S. Customs, and I got back home with these people. And... I was just shocked that they was okay with leaving me. Like, even the couple that I didn't know, if either one of them lost their passports, y'all, I could, with my, the heart that I have, the type of heart that I have, y'all, I know I'm reckless. I say random crap. I'm, I can be mean, brutally honest, however you want to say it, or I ain't got no filter, but I do have a heart, y'all. I wouldn't have left not now one of them in the DR by themselves. If that happened to 
any of them, whether it was her, her husband, the other couple that came, if in any one of them lost a passport, Rhonda would have stayed right there with them. Guess what? Ain't none of us going home to Monday. You ain't going home to Monday? Guess what? I ain't going home to Monday. Now, they're going to have to figure out how to put all of us on, put me and you, at least me and you, back on the plane Monday. Because I'm not leaving nobody there. I don't care who it was. I wasn't. We came together. We leaving together. I wouldn't have left them there. So, that gave me a reality check of God, no. I tell them, I tell God, ancestors, Jesus, y'all got to give me a, a blunt answer, blunt significance as to what I can't read into signs you just got to be point blank honest with me and that was my point blank honest moment with that friendship because she was okay with leaving me yes she had two small kids but guess what I got four kids too at the time my youngest daughter I think my youngest daughter might have been 18 and my son was 13 might have been 14 or finna be 14 he was 13 about to be 14 and y'all, y'all was okay with leaving me there because my kids were older. Y'all was okay with taking my keys to get my car to get y'all back home. But I would have to figure it out once I got away back home to get back home from Atlanta. And for you to be okay with leaving me in a country where I didn't know the language, I didn't know nobody else there. You know, for y'all to be okay to leave me there, that right there let me know that that friendship was not for me. Because the type of friend that I am, even if it was, like I said, her, her husband, or that other couple, I wouldn't have left them there by themselves. And I need a friendship to reciprocate the same way that I reciprocate friendships. And that friendship wasn't reciprocated. So I had to walk away from that friendship. Um, It was nice. It was lovely while it lasted. I love her. I love her husband. I love her kids. I love her mom and dad. I mean, I love them, but... I have to walk away from my peace of mind, from my peace, from my sanity. Because what I will not be is, you know, a oops for somebody. I'm not going to be your oops. Because as you, my friend, you're not an oops to me. So I had to walk away from that friendship. And that, that, that bothered me. It bothered me for a while. But, you know, I got over it. You know, I, I understood what I had to do for myself. And I became okay with losing losing that friendship. Um, another friendship that I just recently lost. Um, me and her been good. We've been friends since like 2015. Um, everybody knows that I I don't let I have locks. Um, I don't let everybody put their hands in my head. Um, and this particular friend, she not only was my friend, but you know, she, she helped me with my lock journey. You know, she helped me with my, my, um, when I started going natural in 2011, I actually met her in 2015. She helped me with my natural journey. She helped me with my locks journey. Like, and we became very close, very close. Like, I love her. Like, that's my sister. Like me and her, I got a sister and me and her closer than my own sister. And sometimes, you know, everybody know me and Brittany close as hell, but sometimes me and her was closer to me and Brittany at certain things, you know. But um, I had to walk away from that friendship this year as well. Um, me and that friend went on a birthday trip, my birthday trip um, to Vegas this year. But for somehow, some way, that trip came about her. It was about her. It was about her, what she wanted to do, what she wanted to see, what she wanted to experience, and not me, not the birthday girl. Um, She got on her phone, and she started talking junk about me because um, when I go on trips, everybody who takes trips with me know I shop for my trip, not on my trip. I shop for my trip, not on my trip. I can shop anywhere. I can shop anytime, not shopping on vacation. That's just me. That's my preference. When I go on vacation, I go for the experience. Um, and besides, I'm not a shopper. Everybody who know me know I hate shopping. Girl, I went Amazon, Shein, Chick Me, Timu. I will get on an app, Fanatics, Nike. I will go on an app and find clothes, shoes, whatever, before I go in anybody's store. 
to get it. If I think I can find it in a store, if somebody say they seen it, I got about five to seven minutes to find it. If I don't find it in five to seven minutes, I'm gone. Bye. I I I barely go to the mall. Uh, my kids will even tell you, I used to drop them off at the mall. I don't go to nobody mall. For what? Uh-uh. It's too much. Too many people. I don't want nobody talking to me. Ask me, can you help me? No. Let me find what I want to find. Then I will check out and get out your face. Um, I don't like to shop. Um, I can't stand it, like I say. Um, me and my um, the guy that I'm seeing, we went to Charleston Labor Day weekend, and he wanted to go to the Nike outlet. And I'm just looking at him like, okay. Like, I'm just going to have to tell him, like, I don't like to shop. Like, no, baby, I don't like to do this. But he was looking for something for himself. I can do that. Um, I was just, like, in my own world anyway. Um, he was like, you want to look for something? No. Mm-mm. You sure? Mm-mm. You ain't see nothing you like? I did see a pair of shoes I like. We went back and looked at them. He didn't like them. He was laughing at me about them, so I ain't get them. But anyway, I don't like to shop. I just don't. And she got on her phone talking to her friends and family back home, talking about how I didn't want to go to the mall, how I didn't want to go to Ross and TJ Maxx. I'm like, who want to go to Ross and TJ Maxx? We got a Ross and TJ Maxx in South Carolina and Georgia. I don't want to go to the one in Vegas. I want to experience the strip. I want to go to Fremont Street. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to get high. You know what I'm saying? We can get high for free. I mean, not for free, but we can get high and not go to jail. Like, let's do that. We can't do that back home. We can do that here. We can't do that back home. Like, no, I don't want to go shopping. I can shop back home. I don't want to shop here. And she was like, well, it could be stores that we don't have. Back home. I don't give a shit because I don't shop anyway. I'm not a sneaker head. I'm just a casual girl. Um, if I see something, if I'm on an app that I might, ooh, I might go out one day and get, y'all got so many clothes, clothes in my closet, closets that can be like, ooh, I might wear this one day when I do this. Y'all ain't been nowhere and wore them yet. They still in the packaging, tags on it, everything. But that's the kind of shopper I am. I'm not, I don't shop. Like I might see something and say, ooh, that's a nice dress. I might like to wear that if I go out to dinner one night and grab it. That one night might not ever come, but I got it just in case. I do, but I don't like to go shopping. Like, I'm not a girly girl. I am a casual girl. I'm not, I mean, I watch football, like, right now, recording my podcast. Y'all, I got on some ripped jeans and a Mr. Rogers Neighborhood t-shirt sitting on my couch recording my podcast. That's how I roll, and that's how I like to be. I'm comfortable. That's just how I am. I like to be comfortable. And my my boo be like, let's go out to eat. It's like, okay, where are we going? We going to a sports bar or are we going to a restaurant? Nine times out of ten, he knows me. I want to go to a sports bar. So, yeah, I might have on jeans and a T-shirt or, you know, a pair of shorts and a shirt or something like that. When we went to Charleston, I think he told me that was the first time he actually, like, seen me look like a girly girl because I had on some jeans and I had, like, a spaghetti strap shirt um, tank top on. And, um, but I had on sneakers and he was like, yeah, you, you did, you, you, I knew it was you with them sneakers. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a tomboy. I'm I'm not, I'm just casual. I just want to be comfortable. Um, that's just who I am. And so, um, on that trip, everything I wanted to do, everything I wanted to eat, she had a problem with. So it was just like, so why are we here? You know, like, cause when we checked in, A lot of stuff I paid for that she has no idea that I paid for. But anyway, her husband had took us to the airport and picked us up and everything from that trip. And so when we got back home, I offered her husband gas money. He was taking my bags out the trunk. I was like, hey, yo, bro, how much I owe you for gas? He was like, oh, nothing. I said, no, for real. Like, you, you took us. You took time out to bring us and stuff. Like, how much I owe you for gas? And he was like, nothing. So I just let that shit go. And a couple of days later, she had called me and basically called herself telling me about myself because I offered her husband gas money. And I'm like, OK, so you OK when I go get my hair done, telling me him and the kids and the house go on up. You will be there in a little bit. I can be left alone in the house with your husband, which I never done. Because when she asked me to do that, I'd be like, nah, I just sit outside and wait for you. Or I'll be like, hey, well, I'm going to go get me some, run, get me something to eat. Let me know when you get home. 
Like, I've never gone in her house with it just me and her husband, you know, because I don't do that. I don't play that. I don't play with nobody's relationship. I don't play with nobody's marriage. I don't play with nobody's friendship like that. Because you never know what's going through people's mind. And I'm not going to put myself in that type of situation. But you okay with me going up to your house. Let me know that your dude upstairs, your husband upstairs, and I can go to your house and wait 30, 40 minutes for you. But I can't offer him gas money? Yeah, y'all, she called herself telling me about myself because I offer her husband gas money. And I asked a few friends and family, like, was I wrong? Is she seeing something that I'm not seeing that I said in a way that I wasn't supposed to say it? Like, what's going on? They was like, well, how did you actually say it? Like I just told y'all, thank you. Hey, yo, bro, how much I owe you for gas money? And I'm like, that's how I said it. But she came to me like I was offering her man some pussy. No, baby, that's you. That's you. That's your insecurities. Because when we was in Vegas, you had like four, five niggas calling your phone, sending you money through Cash App, and you promising them pussy when you get back home. That's you. That's not me. That's you. That's your insecurities honing in on your so-called best friend offering your husband gas money because he took us to the airport. That's your insecurity, not mine. Not my insecurity. But yeah, she... um. And when she called herself telling me about myself, y'all, I um, I let her say what she had to say to get it off her chest or whatever. And I let that shit roll up. So I was like, okay, before I respond, I need to calm down because you can take it low and I'm going to bust hell wide open. Bottom line, I'm going to bust it wide open. So I didn't talk to her for a few days. So she called me again talking about... Well, she texts me talking about I'm being funny and antisocial and she feeling a type of way. So... I text her back, like, I didn't appreciate how you came off on me like I was being disrespectful as telling him I'd give him gas money when that wasn't even the case. I say, but, you know, just let me calm down. Let me take in all you said. Let me process it, and I'll talk to you. Well, she called herself going to go ahead and make me talk to her. She going to call me. So I'm t- trying to tell her how I'm feeling, and she's trying to invalidate my feelings. She invalidating everything I'm saying. She's not even, I would say, but I couldn't even say three words, y'all. And she had cut me off and started saying, and I'm your friend, and I'm this, and I'm this, and I made sure you had a good birthday. No, bitch, you made sure you had a good time because my birthday was horrible. Every time I say, Erica, that's not how I see it. I'm trying to tell you how I feel. Every time I try to say, your feelings is wrong. That ain't how you supposed to feel. That ain't... Don't invalidate my feelings. So finally, I just hung up on her. I said, you're not letting me talk. So I'm going to hang up. And I hung up on her. And I walked, because as a friend, we supposed to let each other talk about our feelings, listen, try to say, okay, well, that's not how I try. That's not my intention on how I made, how I made you feel. That was not my intention. I'm sorry I made you, I'm sorry I did this to make you feel that way, but that was not my intention. She wasn't even trying to do that. She was just telling me my feelings was wrong. My feelings are invalid. My, I don't know what I'm talking about. And it's like, how you going to tell me how you made me feel on my birthday trip? Like, that was the worst trip ever. I'd rather be left in the DR than to be felt like my birthday trip was your personal trip. Like, no, that was my birthday trip, not your personal trip. I had more fun in the DR being, I almost left there than being right here in the United States. And you telling me, you basically took my trip on as your own. Like, that's where I, and then telling me my feelings are invalid. That's not a friend. A friend lit, sits there and listens to what you got to say. Listens to, listens to how, what happened made them feel. And you be like, okay, damn, my bad. That's not what I meant to happen at all. I'm sorry that made you feel that way. That wasn't my attention. But don't tell me my feelings ain't right. You can't tell me my feelings ain't right. They're my feelings. They're my feelings. Don't invalidate people. You can't tell nobody how to feel. You can't tell nobody what you done did and said made them feel. That's their feelings. And so I realized then, quick, fast, and in a hurry... She not really my friend because she wasn't even willing to listen to what I... She didn't even listen to what I had to say. I ain't even told her to this day how she made me feel. She ain't let me. She won't shut up long enough to let me. So you know what? Before I stress myself out, 
I'm going to take my peace and walk away. I've had to walk away. I've had to walk away from my friend, from the woman, the only woman who's ever put her hair in my locks, her hands in my locks. I've had to walk away because it's me season. And if it ain't about my peace, I'm walking away. I don't care if it's family, friend, child, parent, sibling, family member, work, boyfriend. If it's not going to bring me peace in my life anymore in my 40s, I'm walking away. I'm not asking questions. I'm not looking for closure. I'm walking away. And that's, that's what I am because I am a loyal friend. If I've ever done anything to make Brittany or Tyrone, I have another friend that we became friends on accident. I actually was friends with her sister. And then me and her became like sisters. Like I've got closer to her. And me and her the same way. We can go months or years without speaking. But when we link up, Sedina, I love you. That's my girl. That's my baby. We, it's like nothing, no love lost, nothing. We know we all in different situations and lives and shit happens. But I know with Sedina, that's been my best friend since like 2001. I know I can talk to her today and I might not talk to her again until next August. But guess what? That love still there. That respect is still there. No love lost. We understand. We have lives. Like my cousin Brittany, would I love to be with her every weekend? Yeah, but my cousin married. I'm not. She has minor children. I only have one. You know, and he lives in North Carolina with his dad. I respect her family. I respect the fact that she has a family and they come first. But I know I'm just a phone call away. She just a phone call away. That's my girl. My homeboy Tyrone is a single father of seven. And he has his kids with him. I don't expect him to drop everything for me. I don't. But I do know my brother got shit going on. And I'm just a phone call away just like he's just a phone call away. It's no love lost, no respect lost. Nothing but dignity and respect right there. For Brittany, Tyrone, and Sedina, and Pam. Pam got her own family. Pam live around the corner from me, y'all. But we talk at least once, maybe once a week or once every two weeks because Pam has a man at home and children at home. Those are her priorities, and I understand that I am a single woman with a boyfriend that don't live with her. So I know those are their priorities, and I respect that. I don't say, oh, they neglecting me. No, they got families. They got kids to take care of. They got shit to do. I only got to worry about myself because we are friends. We are true friends and we respect that with each other. I respect them. I cherish all four of those friendships. I cherish the other two as well until they showed me my peace meant nothing to them. My peace meant nothing to them. My feelings meant nothing nothing to them. I meant nothing to them. And I'm at a point in my life where I, if I don't mean nothing to you, I know how to walk away and be okay. And to anybody there that knows that they are always that friend lending a hand, being that listening ear. They don't never listen to your problems, but you always listening to them. Realize when it's time to walk away. Because your peace matters too. Your peace of mind matters too. You need somebody to talk to too. You need somebody to cry to too. You need somebody to vent to too. Not just them. It ain't all about them. It's about you too. That's a friendship. Friendship is about two people or more. So Brittany, Tyrone, Sedina, Pam, Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you. And I promise I will be that friend 
you all need as well because I respect you and I love you. This is Real Life Random Thoughts. Thanks for listening. So as I stated, I'm going to promote a small black business at the end of my podcast each week. So this week, I am going to shout out um, to my son-in-law, James Wheeler um, at Reliable Maintenance Service. Um, Reliable Maintenance Service, he's a HVAC technician and he will give all your service needs for your air air conditioning and heating needs. Um, He's located here in Augusta, but he will travel to you. Um, His website is Reliable Maintenance. Um, So his um, Reliable Maintenance, um, they do HVAC needs, air conditioning replacements. Um, They will also... um, trying to find it right now he um serves the nearby areas in augusta lincolnton mccormick county um columbia county um he usually responds within a few minutes um his phone number is area code 267-403-1501 again it's reliable maintenance service at 267 267- Four zero three one five zero one. The owner is my my son in law James Wheeler. Um, he is a certified HVAC technician. He can install, reinstall air conditioning units, central heating and air thermostats. Um, he's really good at what he does. He usually offers you um, the lowest price every time somebody that he's talked to. I've heard some of his conversations. They be like, "Wow, that's all." And he'd be like, yeah, that's all. So if you need any HVAC heating and cooling needs, um, give my son-in-law a shout out. um, Give him a call at Reliable Maintenance. Again, his name is James Wheeler at Reliable Maintenance. And the number is 267-403-1501. Again, thanks for listening to Real Life Random Thoughts. Until next time, have a good one.